0: Hello and welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm Sherry Hoyt and I'm your host today. I'm excited to be speaking today with Josh Landeros, author of Reverence, an action-packed sci-fi novel set several decades in the future with alarming parallels to the turbulent political environment of today. Before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Josh. Josh Landeros was born in Pomona, California, but raised in Paris of Riverside County for years now unaccountable. He comes from a large family in which he is admittedly the black sheep. Landros grew up on Dragon Ball Z, Godzilla films, Batman the Animated Series, and Star Wars, not to mention an infinite love for dinosaurs and all movie monsters. He began writing in middle school, starting with Godzilla fan fictions. He kept writing and eventually created his own world full of characters. In 2016, the dream was finally realized in his first novel, Reverence. He now attends University of California, Riverside, where he majors in history admin studies and minors in English. For more information on Josh Landeros and his book, Reference, visit his website at jlanderos5.wixsite.com slash Joshua Landeros. Hi, Josh, and welcome to Inside Scoop Live.
1: Hello. Glad to be here.
0: I'm excited to talk to you today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh 90s baby, born in, uh, April 4, 1992. I've lived in California pretty much my whole life. I definitely do more traveling. I was born in Pomona, but I've basically lived down in Riverside County, specifically Paris, California, for over a decade now. And as of right now, I'm going to the University of California, Riverside. Just started, finally.
0: Okay, great. So, Reverence is your first book. Uh, what's it about?
1: To think the court's about just a very distorted version of what the U.S. might become, some sort of fascist state that takes over in the future and it's just become so commonplace that everyone has pretty much, almost everyone has accepted it. And the story focuses on one soldier, super soldier who works for them, who is basically no longer even a man himself and has dedicated his life to this cause of serving the man who built the UNR, the chancellor. But all this becomes in disarray when there's a new threat that, of course, the main character Will thinks will be just be another quick, easy fix. There comes to be anything but. And this leads to a whole conflict of interest and who can he trust. And the whole thing, the whole system becomes basically unraveled in just a matter of days.
0: And what inspired you to write the story?
1: Because, I mean, for, I always love science fiction in any way, any medium possible, really, you know, movies, comics. So I wanted to write a science fiction story. I mean, the, the reference started out with just me saying, I wanted a story about almost my own version of a superhero, but I wanted to be just a little more grounded. I just wanted a story mm-hmm. with like, our cybernetic guy. What I and mean, mm-hmm. What's the story around him, though? Like What's what's he going through? What, what's the world he lives in? I and mean, at first I wanted to make it contemporary, where something a little rebel cop-esque, where he just kind of wakes up, what happened? Oh, he changed your body around. And he just kind of escapes, and then more traditional monster-type feel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But as I read more about certain stuff and watched certain movies, I was like, oh, wow, there's actually just a whole lot more I could do it if I just build a, a world that's not large, but still different in a lot of ways, too.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you drew some of your inspiration from your love of movies and comics.
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely did. I, I mean, that, that was how I started off, just pretty much watching those. and just, I, That's why I was first, before I was even writing all that much. I was just watch a lot of these things, like Blade Runner or Godzilla, and just doodle my little fantasies about them and my own versions of them. And then I just thought, I just want to make a story about it, because, I mean, I was always an okay drawer. But mm-hmm. stories were like, eh, hey, like I could really be good at this, because I have so many ideas in my head, I just want to get them on paper. So it started off with just me keeping a bunch of little notes about, like, okay, what if this happens or that happens? And then pretty soon I'm still a whole notebook full of ideas. Like if I just organize this, this could be an actual story. And then I just start putting meat on the bones. And then next know there's a whole book in front of me. Like, wow, I actually did that. It's, it's insane.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing process. I mean, that's how it starts. You just start writing all your thoughts and all of a sudden you have a book. And I really like your super soldier model. I don't want to give anything away for the readers, but I like his transformation throughout the novel. I just... I think you did a really great job building your character, all of your characters, but Will in particular.
1: It took me a while to figure out how I want him to be.
0: Yeah, great job. I wanted to talk about the political nature of Reverence and its relevance to the political scene right now in in Washington. Well, when did you write Reverence? You went through a lot of
1: revisions, but the first like complete, like the very first draft that was done was probably done like really early 2016, Mm-hmm. And that was right when the whole thing was just getting started pretty much, the presidential race. And all at the time, I was barely even into politics. I was just kind of like, oh, it seems interesting. I don't really understand that world, but it kind of seemed to research it a little bit and write about it. I knew history. So when I first started off, I was going purely off history, not really off modern events. But then as I watched and absorbed more in class and on the news, like, huh, you know, the modern world actually provides a whole lot of material for something like this.
0: Yeah, there really is. The relevance of your story in today's politics connects so well. How are your readers responding to your book thus far?
1: So far, that, that is the thing I'm very glad people noticed because I've been getting a lot of feedback from reviewers, and all of them have always come back to that saying it's, you know, that's what makes it so interesting because it's a tale of, you know, you always think it's something that couldn't happen, but you think about it. You the world today right now, like holy crap! It's actually right there on my doorstep. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a scary thought, but I mean, the good thing is we still have time to do things about it.
0: Yeah, it is scary.
1: Yeah, uh, because like, I mean, the first draft of it, I was like, okay, it was like kind of just a basic outline of, of regime. Just I guess got from those basic history documentaries, and, and then I watched the news. Like, oh, there's actually I could see the parallels from history right there, but also I could tweak it a little bit. There were some things I wrote in there, few things. Not prophetic in anywhere, or anything like that. But I, was, if I wrote it, I was like, huh, I just a little thing I put in there. Also, I saw on the news, like, holy crap, that's, that's actually kind of somewhat happening in little ways just yes. under different titles and government acts and all that good stuff. Like,
0: right, right. Well, it makes it very yeah, but, interesting for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm, I'm definitely glad people noticed it because, I mean, that that is a good sign.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you're currently attending school, and what are you studying? When do you graduate? What are your plans after college?
1: Right now I'm doing a history admin studies, and I did add on a minor in English recently. Mm-hmm. And I, I should should be done if I do the whole summer coursework. I should be done by summer of 2018, I'm told. Great. That's what I do. That part, I mean, I have a plan <laughs> Somewhat, I mean, because of course I'd love to just be a full-time author, and I definitely, I mean, no matter what I'm doing, I plan on doing that on the side regardless, if not mm-hmm. full-time, if not just wherever I can, because I already have this whole vision in my mind of what I want. But, I mean, as far as school goes, I thought, because that's why I did admin studies, because you could t- play around with it a lot, you could do stuff, they have like five different avenues, you could do political science, nature with it, you could do business, you could do accounting. Mm-hmm. Counting's not super fun, but I mean, I did somehow ace the class, so I was looking into that possibly.
0: Oh, that's good. And if
1: all this fails, yeah, I'll just do teaching. I wouldn't mind being a teacher, honestly.
0: Yeah. I think that's good that you excel in math and English, because it seems like most people are either one or the other. You're either a numbers person or, or a words person. And,
1: oh, yeah. I, I'm only good at reading <laughs> or writing. I counting is like a miracle happened,
0: because <laughs> right, when
1: I was in high school, I probably stopped like at... I think was it uh, algebra two or something like that. And Everyone else is doing like pre-calculus, and I was like, no way,
0: I don't want to touch
1: that stuff. It's it's scary.
0: It is scary. I agree. So, uh, are you working right now as well, or just going to school?
1: I actually, yeah, I'm working, but uh, it's I mean, it's a job that I get so few hours. I mean, sometimes I forget I even have a job at times. But I mean, it's yeah. fine for college.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a full plate. You said you were a movie buff. Uh, what kind of movies do you like?
1: Well, I'm looking, at it. I think superhero movies usually I like seeing the most, but really almost anything science fiction. I also love historical movies a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like this year, I'm really looking forward to with that dog, kind of the event. know what is it more of the of is coming. That's like one of my favorite ones. I'm looking forward to that just looks amazing. There's Justice coming out. I mean, there's a those are usually like, yeah, my biggest draws. But then yeah, historical ones really get me too. Like I just saw that Anthropoid movie last year, which is Influence on my writing. No one even saw that movie, but it was, I thought it was a very good historical piece.
0: Yeah. I think I'm more into books than movies. I'd like to see more movies, but a lot of movies, you know, based on books, it's like I don't want to see before I read the books. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I mean,
1: that's the funny thing about it, because I used to really watch Walking Dead. A lot. I still like that show, but once I actually read the comics and the books that will tie in novels to it, yeah, you know, I didn't lose interest in the show. I just rather just read the books about it for some reason. I don't know, something about it, I know that. If I read the book about something either before or after the show or movie, I usually prefer to read the book version of it.
0: Yeah, I think with books that it gives your mind more license to be creative, whereas in movies you're kind of, oh, I don't know, almost told what to feel, and I don't know if that makes
1: sense. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. most times they only leave to your interpretation to kind of just, here you go, here's the story, here's all the meanings behind it too. Which is why like when they give you a little room to interpret it for how you want to see it, that's, that's why people usually connect with movies pretty well. But when it's kind of just force-fed to you, you just yeah. it doesn't really stick with you. Yeah, yeah.
0: I understand you're also interested in comics. Are you a collector?
1: I'm definitely a collector, but I'm more of abnormal with that because I'm not your typical, I want the first issue when it comes out right then and there type of guy. I'm more of the person. I like to train paperback versions. They usually come out like a year or two after the whole series is done. Cause I just like having the whole story right there in front of me. I okay. yeah, I don't like I don't have any like individual issues laying around. They're all just a bunch of thick omnibuses.
0: Mhm. More for your entertainment than uh, like a, a collector's value type collection.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have no interest in this, reselling any of my stuff. Like no, it, it's mine. I want to read it for yeah. years to come.
0: Scoop Live is a global Internet-based broadcast specialized in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life, experience, as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. Always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available 24-7 through direct podcasts as well as MP3 download from your computer for your convenience. Please visit us at insidescooplive.com. Welcome back to Inside Scoop Live. Today I'm talking with Josh Landeros, author of Reverence, Book 1 of the Reverence Saga. Stay tuned because we're going to continue our conversation with Josh about his experience with self-publishing, books, movies, comics, and so much more. In the meantime, you can check out Josh Landeros and his book, Reverence, by visiting his website at jlanderos5.wixsite.com slash landeros. What can you tell us about your self-publishing experience?
1: that That was a real learning process for me and I had to learn to just go in a certain path and not jump and rush things. That was the first reference. I I love writing reference. To figure out how to get it out there was tricky. And, uh, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes the first time around. Now I'm glad I learned those mistakes. I could fix it around the second time. I have a much smoother process. Mm-hmm. So it was hard, but only because I the first time around I didn't do enough research. Kind of just, I saw the website publishing, you know, like, oh, sweet, I can do it. And then I was like, oh, wait, I didn't edit it. Now I just keep finding these mistakes. I I wonder how much create space. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're in my but the time I kept running, they're getting mad. Like I just want to unpublish it one more time, guys. I saw this error. I need to fix it. And eventually, I was like okay, this clearly I can't avoid this whole editing thing. This and now, I mean, I'm much more at peace with how the book is now. That's been edited. It's a weight off my shoulders.
0: Yeah, self-publishing is good because it's definitely getting more writers out there and getting their books into the hands of readers. But I know it comes with its own challenges. So I was just wondering, do you feel like your biggest challenge now is marketing your book and getting the word out about your
1: book? Well, that's that's, that's, that's the fun part about it. Like Now that I actually have a lot more experience with it, I think that's hard. Yes, but I think it's also fun because there's actually just so many options out there when you do it yourself, and, like, that's the wide world that was open to me. Like, oh, man, there's, there's people that will do this, do that, do this. I mean, a year ago, I wasn't even thinking about doing, like, an interview for my book. I was like, I I would just put it out there it would sell itself. But, I, I mean, I think money's actually pretty fun. I, I like the self-publishing process. You know, work yeah. at my own pace, you no know, nothing like, I don't um, know, complicated contracts or something like that.
0: Yeah, and I think that a big hurdle is for a lot of writers anyway, it is the marketing itself. So if you enjoy doing that, then it sounds like you're also kind of a people person and, and can get out there and, and do your own marketing.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of probably like part of the college experience. Cause I definitely was like that for a while. I mean, it took me forever just to just get the website set up. Cause I was like, this seems like a lot of work. I was kind of being lazy about it, but I actually did. I was like, Oh, it actually wasn't that bad. Like. I think, with the right support group, I think any author can mm-hmm. really get his stuff out there, here's her stuff out there, and it's mm-hmm. going to be a complex process, but nothing you have to be afraid of.: I mean. Yeah,
0: just do it. I mean, writing the book was actually the biggest challenge.: and... Yeah,
1: that is, that is the biggest part of it, really. Just get the book done and then you, know, you can edit it and change it if you want to, but at least you first have that first draft done because you can't have something like this without the book.
0: Exactly. So what's next with the reference saga? Do you have a sequel coming out soon?
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, That is. I mean, I. I I'm. From my writing style. I like to plan ahead. Especially since I always have a lot in my head. So whether I'm at school or work, I always try to write it down or keep it in the back of my mind. I mean, so I've already written, like the next two books. I think oh, wow. the sequel could be released probably as soon as April. I just need to work on the cover, things mm-hmm. like that. And then I already like the third one is going to be a prequel. The whole thing. I did get one reviewer said it was a very good book. They thought there was a lot of they had a lot of questions. I was, like, was tinkering out the prequel, but that is fleshed the whole thing out. Now it's its own story. And then after that, there is a whole not a super long series. Because I don't want to keep it going for a super long time. <laughs> but I do have a, a good, a good a, maybe maybe in total six books for it. Two of okay. which could be released this year.
0: Wow, that's great. Do you spend a lot of time writing or thinking about what to write, or does everything just start to flow when you sit down?
1: I mean, that's I, probably my biggest problems in school I'm in you know a computer class, and I just zoning out, thinking about my own stuff, writing the next chapter,
0: <laughs> jot it all down <laughs> during class, yeah
1: yeah, pretty much I mean I still pass my class. that is the good part <laughs> and I'm, I'm I've been keeping a balance with it so far,
0: yeah. Well I like the uh i like I do like the idea of the prequel too because it kind of gives the readers more of the backstory I guess your book had a lot of flashbacks so it, you, you did uh provide a lot of backstory but I think it, it would be interesting and I look forward to seeing the the prequel as well because uh some of the characters it would be nice to learn a little bit more about them
1: yeah, i I was thinking more excited that one scene I wrote with I don't know, that's, I do but a certain character takes to Will who's in that one scene with the Chancellor, one scene, a critical flashback right before everything really sets off. And I was like, she seems a really cool character. I really want to make a book around her, and that's the prequel that it be about. I, I love writing the prequel. Yeah. It's hard to me pick which one I like writing the most. It seems like each one I write, I like that the newest one, the best. Because, like, <laughs> you know, it right? does so change somewhat each time. It's a little bit. You learned a little bit, or you want to add something in. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of fun.
0: How do you know when to stop? It seems like you could make revisions forever and add on and add on. And How do you know when to stop, or do you just have to put the pen down?
1: Well, the crazy thing is, I, I learned about writing the sequel because the first version I wrote referenced way back, like 2015, was actually a little long, actually, yeah, a decent margin longer than the one I have out now. And I just thought, man, there's way too much cramped on at the beginning, so I, just started, I cut off a decent amount. Now the second book that one which is a lot longer than the first spoon that one I mean, sometimes there are some action scenes I had planned out for so long and so big when I actually got down to writing I was like this is just it's too much it's going on for too <laughs> long you say something like this for the sequel maybe or just tone it down just a little bit
0: yeah it's hard though
1: yeah it can be because I'm like this would be awesome or that would be interesting but there is you know you don't have to just do it all at once, go all out. You can save a little bit, and you'll know, make the connection later on in next work, which that's another fun part of writing a series. I mean, they're all interconnected, so you can always make I mean, that little thing here. Well, Here goes the connection here, and it's, it leaves these fun moments.
0: That's true. You can always add to your next book. Tell us about your new website. That's jlanderos5.wixsite.com slash landeros. What kind of information do you have available?
1: I keep trying to add things to it. The first thing I made sure to do so I want people to get an idea of what they're, of course, what they're going to be buying. And things. So I made sure to list all the reviews I've gotten so far, which I'm very proud of. So I listed them all there. And then I'm going to try to add more things. Well, I added also, you know, there's a book short on there. I so thought was pretty neat. I didn't know you could do those, but I'm glad I discovered those. And I'm even trying to look at a little blog on there just sell assorted stuff. That is definitely still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But everything I'm mean, going to try to add new features to it every day. But so far right now, there are just these awesome reviews. Instantly, they all have different little review points on it. And there's you know, the trailer and then so the blog. It is a work in progress, but I'm mean, going to try to to it every week. Do about any sort of thing, movies, mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. world news, when I'm in the mood for it.
0: <laughs> now, I did see some artwork on there. Was that your artwork?
1: Oh, yes, indeed. That was, some of it, a lot of it was original, I wanted for the cover, Mm -hmm. and that's the, that was another thing I learned about publishing, that if you want a really nice cover, you got to just pay just a little bit more, so nowadays, I'm all for before, I was a little holding back, so like, "Yeah, I'll just take this, I mean, I I still like the cover of the first book, Mm -hmm. but I still wanted actually just a little more, and that's definitely I'm trying to play around with the sequels, I want these really nice covers I'm gonna the slowly options with those.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I wanted to put that artwork on the website because I thought it was pretty important. I, <clears throat> you, know, writer, you know, you're always visualizing yeah. what it looks like in your mind. And, I, and I'm not that good of a draw, but I got time, I just like, you know, this is what I think it would look like.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Yeah.
1: You know, someday I might get back into the whole sketching thing. As of right now I just time to type.
0: Right. So who are some of your favorite authors? What do you like to read?
1: I like to read a whole lot of things, including nonfiction, too. But I think my favorite fiction genres are probably the golden three for me, science fiction, horror, and fantasy. And then I'm looking at a Bookshelf right now, and there's a, a whole lot of Stephen King there. Yeah. yeah Stephen King is definitely up there for me. I like to, When it comes to nonfiction, like Chris Hedges, I think his stuff is great. He writes about a lot about politics and social activism. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I like a lot of comics up here, too. I really like uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore and Frank Miller, they write great stuff. Makes you think about long after you're done reading it. Oh,
0: yeah. I like books like that.
1: Yeah. Oh. I think it's one of my favorites I That was probably my favorite series ever written. It was Polly The Dark Tower. That was such a good read. Now, it's going to be a movie, apparently, but i got to see that, see how oh. it measures up. But the, but the books were... Fantastic, and they—the good thing about them—they encompass so many genres in one book. That's what <laughs> I want to emulate in my own work.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's a good thing about self-publishing too. Is that you know when you go with a traditional publisher, they kind of want you to focus on one specific genre. And I think a lot of stories nowadays, you know, just kind of span across several genres, and it actually makes it more interesting, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's what I wanted to do with my own to delve into fantasy per se, but I did want to stretch limits beyond just normal military science fiction. Just add a little bit to this in there.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think with your prequel, that, that kind of opens the door to to some of that as well, focusing on the characters so much as uh, the military battle type scenes, you know.
1: Yeah, it's like I was looking forward to that in, and Clevers just kind of starts off. He's, you know, he's mm-hmm. already this cyborg soldier, who works for his government, but in the prequel, you kind of see how his family started normal people who get sucked in this whole war that goes on for years, even without people like Will's knowledge that was going on.
0: Yeah. Josh, I've really had a lot of fun getting to know you better. We're about out of time, but before we go, I do have one final question, and that is, uh, what advice would you give to aspiring authors?
1: I would definitely say no matter what how the first thing if whatever, what your idea is how small it is, or if you think it's not original, I think just go for it anyways. you could always tweak everything later on, you know you'll learn something in the process, but just keep on doing it. because yeah, I think you know, I first wrote reverence. I was kept second guess myself like I wonder if this is original enough, all oh, this sounds dialogue some kind of stale, I don't know Which why like, the first one took me so long to finish, so that yeah, it was like twenty hours since high school. Oh, wow. If I just said, I'm, I'm just gonna go for it. Screw it. Doesn't matter if you know, second guess me or say uh, waste of time. But I was like, no, I I just want to do it. I, if I don't do it, I'm gonna be like, I just what a wasted opportunity. So just keep on writing, like no matter what.
0: Yeah, just get it on paper. That's the hardest part.
1: Yeah, just, uh, just tell it, and you you'll have a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our listeners today?
1: Just want to say, keep writing and. Definitely you know, keep reading and watching stuff because a lot of inspiration it gets your mind going and thinking about stuff.
0: Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really uh, it was really a pleasure having you here, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Well, Thanks for having me. It was great fun.
0: To our listeners, thank you for joining us today at Inside Scoop Live for my interview with Josh Landeros, author of Reverence. Once again, you can find more information on Josh and his book at his website, jlanderos5.wixsite.com slash landeros, And be sure to check out our other interviews at www.insidescooplive.com.